Running down Howard Street at Beta Breakers in San Francisco. I'm Schmitty, and this is Talking Schmidt. Today on the show is Marillo Perez. Hey, food for thought. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yep. You know that Dinosaur Jr. song? No. Out there? Yep. I know you're out there. Well, this week on the interweb, my friend Kevin Spanky Long continues his year to the Sodi nominations or whatever with another part. He's got an out there and it was kick ass. Yep. Wait, Spanky, you've never been on the show. Nope. Invite. Yep. Nuge, are you still thinking about it or? Yep. Kill us. So you know that Pearl Jam song, I'm Still Alive? Yep. Well, fuck yes, I'm still alive. This week was insane. It came back to normalcy for us. Cheryl and I went out to see Paul McCartney on Sunday night at the Oakland Arena where the Warriors used to play. Yep. I tell you, that place needs a little cleanup over there. They... They were out of everything. No popcorn, no pretzels, no hot dogs. No. We got water. It was like, mm, but Paul McCartney killed it. Next night, Lexus seats, giant. Yep. Brandon Crawford's autograph. Yep. And then last night, same week, OG BK takes Cheryl and I to PJ, Pearl Jam. We had guest passes, epic seats, looking over friend of the show jeff amen shout out to montana pool service shout out the show was amazing the set list was incredible the vibes were high as fuck he kept telling the oakland san francisco bay area that he's always admired their leadership in progressive thinking i like that song that says i don't know anything so i ask everything kind of hit me their drummer had covid last minute they fly in Jeff Ament's other drummer from his side band. He comes in, plays the whole set with, I think their guitar technician was on drummer drums or something. And then for the finale, they bring a drummer out of the crowd that they just said, is anyone good enough to play drums with us? His daughter side stage filming him play drums with Pearl Jam in front of like whatever, 30,000 people, whatever that place holds made their whole fucking life life hammer style and we came out of there with smiles cheryl bryce and i had a really good time we did it we lived it up i even had some popcorn and a pretzel yep. they had it in stock this you know paul mccartney they didn't have it in stock but by pearl jam five days later they did cheryl and i are like should we go to bill burr sunday and go to that same arena three different nights for three different shows in the same week no so we're waiting for marillo and why we do let's tickety fucking tack i think tickety tack is cooler than tiktok i'm gonna just say it blood wizard head on down to your local shop ask blood wizard skateboards Hey, it's Corey at Blue Plate, 3218 Mission Street. Come see us. Meatloaf, fried chicken, deviled eggs, Dollar Olympia beers. We're here every day of the week. We got a garden and we got smiles on our faces. Come let us make you happy. 
I'd also like to give a big shout out to Derby of San Francisco. Shout out. They let Jason and I come by the plant the other day to get a new jacket. There's a fire Derby on its way with a new platinum liner. Never before done. I have one and we will be giving a jacket away in the near future with them. So cheers. And now a public service announcement from Eric Lanto in Reno, Nevada. Public service announcement. I'm a man and I'm pro-life. And I believe I should control what women do with their bodies. Even though I'm a man, I'm incapable of having a baby. I feel that's my right to rule over you and control you. I'm a man. I go out and I like to hunt. I'm pro-life. I like to kill animals, maybe for food, but for big game, for trophies, to show my friends, look what I fucking killed. Because I'm a man and I'm pro-life. I smoke and drink myself to death, but I'm pro-life. I will come home and drink till I'm passed out. I will fucking smoke a pack of cigarettes until my lungs are filled with cancer and I'm going to die. But I am pro-life. I take excerpts from the Bible because I need to find something to, for me to make sense of this world. And so I find hate and I direct myself towards that. I am a man and I'm pro-life. I hate the homeless. They decrease my property value. They are inhuman. They stink. They clutter things up. I'm a man. And I'm pro-life in this country and I'm fucking clueless. Hey, listen out there, everybody. Is there somebody that listens to the show regularly that's good at motion graphics, sound effects, all that kind of stuff that wants to help me out? I'm thinking about making a new segment called Skate Shop of the Week. And I want it to be kind of like how Skate TV used to have like a segment that was similar like that. And I want to go... Shop of the week. This week, the addict. Shout out to Josh Borden for helping me with this interview with Marillo Perez and the addict who carries Talking Schmidt. Something like that. If you're down, DM me or email talkingschmidt at gmail.com. I can always use some help moving my merchandise too. If you want to buy a shirt, buy me a cup of coffee. I'll give you a shout out on the gram. We got beanies, hats, stickers. I got these talking Schmidt pins, talking Schmidt, like candle Schmidt. Mm, you see where I'm coming from? Anyway, get on the web. Do me a favor and yourself a favor. Look sharp while you support the pod. Big love. Okay. Hopefully I don't burn out. I got a lot of caffeine in me. Marilla just sent me a text saying, just received the email. In five minutes, I'm ready. Go time. Aqui é o Murilo, e eu espero vocês no Talk to Schmidt. Vamos. This is Murilo, and you're listening to Talk Schmidt. Let's do it. Holy cannoli. It's cool, like tonight is the night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, big dog's in. Do we really want to be here? Oh, everything changed. We on? Schmitty. Talking Schmidt. Talking Schmidt, dude. <laughs> You're going to come out different. <laughs> shit my pants, lad. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. Holy shit. It's about the one. The one. The one. Who is this guy? He thinks he's tough shit. What's up? Come on, Schmitty. What the fuck? Tell the skateboard police to come get me. What is happening? I'm here for Greg Smith. Yeah! Hey, everybody, listen up close. I'm getting a little emotional. Running low on energy after a late night with Bryce Knights at Pearl Jam last night. Got to see friend of the show, Jeff Amet, do his thing. 
Their drummer had COVID last minute and they got a replacement drummer and pulled a drummer out of the crowd for the encore, which was pretty special, uplifting moment. And I just want to send the positivity out to all y'all in the name of love. Listen, I was thinking about it last night. Every guest I've ever had on this show has touched me in one way or the other, and that's why they've been a guest on the show. I have some cosmic connection to everybody, whether it be Brie from her movie that I watched, and I was like, oh my God, I got to get to know this person, to Cranny, who comes on the first episode of every year, to all the people in between. Today's guest is no exception. We're going deep into Brazil. Viva Brazil, to visit my friend Murillo Perez. This dude is an all-terrain ripper, skateboard maniac, nicest guy ever, great personality. He can speak English well enough to communicate to all you Anglo-Saxons out there of the world. Anyway, get to know him today. If you don't know who this kid is, look him up on the YouTube. He fucking shreds. And today is Murillo's day. So we'll check in right now. Como estas? Como tal Hola, bien bien. Hey. How Hola, you doing? Sweetie. What's up? Good and you? Good, good to see you, man. Mustache May, huh? Good to see you too. Yeah, trying to just have like a different view, you know. <laughs> I like good. it. I like it. And the you hoodie, like it? You, yeah, you, it's working good. You got Coco Santiago on the hoodie. Who's that? Angel yeah. Death, right? Coco? Yeah. Angel Death. There we go. How, how's it going? Really good. Just being home, enjoying. I love being home, live with, be with my family, skating my place, be surrounded by my friends. I love to travel, but like nothing's like be home, right? Yeah. Are, where, <laughs> where, where is home? Is it Florianopolis? No, it's in Sao Paulo. Oh, Check you're this in out. Yeah, this is like a little place from my family. Like uh -huh. I'm inside a house that like my grandfather was born. Oh damn! And I have the company that builds skate parks with my brother. And this is the place that like we build everything. I have my bowl. Let's just me switch the camera. There uh, we go. Ooh, so damn. this is this is pretty much where we we build the ramps. It's like that there's no one working right now, but that's the place. Pug uh -huh. is the name of the brand. And like this is a version that me and my brother are fixing. Pretty soon I hope to be ready. Oh my god. And that's what? my bowl. <laughs> oh my god. Sick, dude. And Man, is that the down is that downtown behind you, the cityscape? Yeah, this is kind. This is like a a place like in the mirror of the town, but this is like a a town near to São Paulo. It's like fifteen minutes from downtown. Okay. And and this is the place. This is like a such an important place for my family. Like this house, my brother, my my grandfather was born. I used to spend so much time here with my mom because my mom used to work here. And like when I start skate, I kind of like stop coming to here because there was no place to skate right here 
like my one of my brothers like he's the one that put me on skateboard he used to skate since i'm like five years old he he started studying engineer and like not being like a professional even not being like a professional skater like in his van there is skateboarding you know so he put like his work together to the skateboard then we start building like skate parks so he, this is where it all happens so you got into skateboarding because of your brother yeah he like i remember just being like a kid like 10 years old this first event that i i came to see him skating was like a amateur very contest in Brazil in Sao Paulo. And I remember just seeing Pedro for the first time. He was like 11 years old. He's like one year older than me. Uh-huh. And when I saw him like flying on the Verrame, having so much fun, I said, man, this is possible to me too. You know, a kid just like me skating, like what I'm doing. I just yeah. asked my, I remember going back home that day and, and asked my brother, I need a skateboard, you know. I don't I don't want to know about anything else just give me a skateboard and and that's how everything started you know So you were about 11 Yeah I was 10 like 9 to 10 years old when I started skate Dude and so did you know about like Bob Burnquist or not till later Um yeah I knew because when I started skate I used to skate like vert ramps uh-huh. so Everyone, like, from this scene of word was, like, my first contact with skateboarding, you know. And my brother used to skate with, like, all the pros back in the days, like, Digo Menezes, uh, all those guys. So, like, I met these guys just, like, on my first steps on skateboarding. Oh, and shit. right then, they became my idols, you know, my inspirations. Uh, who was the first American that you met, the first American uh, skater? Mm, that's a good question. I remember, like, I have never traveled to U.S. before, and I remember I was with Pedro. Since then, I became, like, a really good friend of Pedro because he was, like, a big friend of my brother, too. Oh. Like, we were the same age, so, like, we got friends, like, quick, you know, quickly. And then I remember I was with him in Sao Paulo. Then Tony Alva and John Cardia were coming. To like advanced trip you know and i remember skating like two skate spot with them so I, I think they were like the first american skaters that i met in my life and you Such knew a, like, who they uh, were already did, yeah did, i knew but like i was like 12 13 years old i was kind of like understanding more about the skateboard's history yeah. but for sure i know they were like icons like goats on skateboarding but just like after Many years that I realized that what I lived that day was something so special that maybe was my only time, you know. What was your first? Uh, I, oh, go ahead. No, no, you can ask. No, I was wondering what was your what was your go to like your first move on vert? Did you do backside or frontside? Like, did you mm, learn how to I grind remember, and like, do before- airs backside first or frontside? Yeah, I remember like the the first thing that I learned on skateboarding that was the best feeling ever. And was after that, I said to myself, I want this for the rest of my life. Was do was trying to do like my first rock fakie in a little yeah. quarter pipe. 
And I remember I took like a day to learn, you know? And like after that feeling of like putting yourself, risking yourself, trying to do something new and finally landed, when I felt that feeling, I said, wow, I want this feeling for the rest of my life, you know? And that's how I got so much passion for like transition skating. And, but in general, for me, it doesn't matter where, where I'm skating. The only thing that matters to me, but you have my board on my feet, you know, uh -huh. and just like have this freedom of choice to skate wherever. But I remember when I, when I started skating very, I think like backside, those backside early grabs, you know, in the mirror of the ramp. Yeah. That was pretty much like my first trick. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we would do early grab like on the flat bottom going up and then pull out to learn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I remember I was trying for like to learn to do the real airs, you know? Yeah. And Digo was, Digo Menezes was at the session and he was like one of my, one of the best friends of my brother. So we, we had like connection. And he just came to me and said, man, if you want to learn something, start from the bottle. Go like lower, like understand the trick, like step by step. And I remember that I saved this information for the rest of my life. So everything that I want to learn on skating, boarding, on playing music or building skate parks, I just try to go from the bottle, you know, step by step. Yeah, learn it first and then take it up higher till you can get it off the yeah. top. Yeah. What about doing like 50-50 grinds and like, you know, trying to build the speed once you started getting like able to get to the top and doing stuff? How did you, I mean, you you look like the perfect guy to, everything is going to be speed with you, which is how I appreciate skateboarding. Like we don't go slow. We go as fast as we can with our tricks, right? And like you build the speed to get to that. Was that always from the get-go kind of your mentality or did that come over time? No, I think that's like became from myself, you know, like from my soul, everything that I do, I like to put like 120% of myself, you know, heart and body, you know? Yeah. Like, and I remember just when I started skating, I always like to go fast, you know, because the feeling of going fast is, is like you risking yourself, like the higher that you can, you know, and you are like playing with this challenge, you know. So this is what challenges me on skateboarding. It's like every drop, every session that I do, I just skate. It was, it was like my last session of my life, you know. So I put like 100% of myself on it. So that's why I like to go fast. I like so much doing lip tricks because I feel the lip tricks is like your connection with the the place that you're skating for real. You know, your your trucks are, are literally grinding on the blocks. I like to hear the, the sound of the blocks. I like to feel the vibration of the trucks on the blocks. So I like to go fast. I like to feel that I'm alive skating. Right. Just like putting all myself on it. Did you grow up playing soccer? I remember playing soccer because I, I was the kind of kid that like I do everything for fun and I like all the challenges about like sports, like action, you know, I like the action, I like the move, I like the feeling, I like the fear, I like, I like to fear the fear, you know, uh -huh. like face the fear 
So I remember playing soccer, doing all kinds of like sports. But when I got the connection with skateboarding, I said, no, that's the thing that I want to do for the rest of my life. Right. To drop everything and put 100% into this. Yes. Dude. And what? soccer is so strong in Brazil. Like, yeah. I, I think pretty much like all the kids in Brazil, like the first steps is like play a ball, you know? Right. Just what, kick the ball. Was skateboarding like as as you were growing up with skateboarding, did did it grow as have was it not as big when you started as it is now? Like I don't really know how I've never been to Brazil, so I don't know. Like I know there's a lot of good skaters down there, but like do regular people look at it as weird or are they like is it pretty normal down there? No, I remember like one really good thing that I used to have when I start skate, I remember that there was like three skateboard magazines in that time going on. So there was so much information and these three magazines, they used to talk only about like this, the, the local scene, you know, the Brazilian scene uh -huh. and like how I, I started skate with, cause my older brother, he used to have like all the magazines at home. So, on my first step on skateboarding, I had like all the information that I, I needed on that time to, to understand the scene and see how big it was. Like there was, and still having like so many good skaters in Brazil, but the only bad thing is that like, there is no, not much like national companies that can like support the scene, you know? Yeah. So that's the only bad thing about the scene in brazil you know is like this brand like scene that is not that strong but like everywhere you go there was there is skateboarding right now is getting so much bigger i mean in like skate parks like places in downtown to skate like the people right now in brazil i feel that have so much love and passion from for skateboarding not even being a skater you know and i remember back in the days when i i started skate was not like this you know yeah just who skates used to love skate and appreciate right now like it's kind of like everyone like you go to your family house and like your grandmother is talking about how was the session you know uh, <laughs> back in the day it wasn't like this yeah okay um, you mentioned like meeting Pedro Barros pretty early, but what about V and Narlone and the rest of your crew? What, when did they kind of, when did you become friends with these guys that you're running with these days? Yeah. I'm so glad that like in my first year on skateboarding, I met like pretty much all these guys because oh. we were like same age. And I remember like the place that I met like V for the first time, it was like V's uncle. It's like one of my biggest reference on skateboarding. He's like such a great legend. His whole family is like, there's legends. V's dad is uh -huh. a legend. V's uncle is a legend. And like V's uncle has like a farm near to Sao Paulo, like one hour and a half driving. And he has like a, a vert ramp where he used to have all the amateur contests right there. And he built like a, a boat too. And I remember that I was there. And V came with his dad, with Pedro, with everyone. And that's when I met V. V used to be like such a short guy, you know. <laughs> I remember using like a, 
a green like protect helmet that was like bigger than him <laughs> doing the laybacks in the middle of the the ramp. This was his favorite trick doing the laybacks in the middle of the ramp, the ah. in the middle of the ramp. And like right, I when I met them, like there was so much connection because we were kids having fun and loving and appreciating skateboarding like on the same way. So we got this strong connection and science then like we are best friends and we go all around, all around the world together and having good times. And I remember Marlon, when I first met him, he always used to be like a guy, like he's more quiet, you know, he's not the guy that comes in a place that he doesn't know the people and talk with everyone. He's always gonna be like quiet on his own, but he's like one of the most like bigger hearts person that I know, you know, he has so much passion for who he loves and who like are on his side. And when I got this connection with him, like, fuck, Marlon is like a brother to me, you know? And like, I love that he has his own personality like that, you know, because you feel that it's true. That's him. He's a quiet guy. But like, if he, if you have the connection with him, he's going to show like, person with so much passion and like want to have good times always you know want to protect who is with him mm. so and legend i i don't even know what to say about his skateboard and for sure he's one of my favorite skaters oh, like he, he does and he's like all. a ghost like yeah his best sessions his best tricks no one will see it because he does it for himself you know he doesn't mm. i i know that he he skates with like nothing to prove to no one. He's skating for himself and like he has such an open mind to do tricks that you never even thought that could be possible, you know? Yeah. So that's too big shout out to those guys. I love the whole crew. Seeing I was saying earlier, seeing you guys arrive is always like a a big acai bowl with like a giant coffee. Like the en energy is like smiles and like, let's go, let's get it. Where's the green light? Cause we are going like, you know, it's so. Yeah, sweet. for sure. Um, uh, when does this all kind of change gears for you? When do you start going like, like maybe you get your first sponsor or like you win a contest or something where like you go, Oh, I can do this. Like, how I want to do it, I'm doing it. Like, you know, like where you think about like maybe getting to the United States and, and traveling and, and becoming like, you know, part of your lifestyle as skateboarding, that's it. I remember that like on my first year, like I remember that all the tricks that I learned was like a battle, you know, nothing came easy, but I had so much passion for the challenge and for the feeling of the skateboarding on my feet. And I remember that like in a year, I learned so much things. I, I learned pretty much like the, how can I say, the basic, the basic things to know on skateboarding, you know, flow, a couple of tricks, not about like tricks and technique, but like the connection with the board and the place that you're skating. And I remember people just came to my brother and said, no, right now we're not going to talk that Murillo is your brother anymore. It's like, you are the brother from Murillo, you know, <laughs> just joking. Because yeah. I used to, I, I learned so much things like quick, quickly. And I remember that like, I was so lucky because I remember being 
in the X Games in Brazil that happened once. I was just with my brother to see like the competition. Uh. And I remember I was walking to the the place that was all the the brands uh, exposition. Uh-huh. And I was walking there and then Sandra Diaz came to myself, hey Murillo, come here. And he was with the brand man brand manager from Oakley that time. And like he just said, hey, to that dude that is called Pinga. He said, hey Pinga, this is the little kid that I told you you need to man work with this guy. I, I don't remember exactly the words that he said, but he just said, Man, you gotta have this guy with you. And like the guy just got my number, my brother's number, because I I had I hadn't had phone. And I like on the next week I just came to the Oakley office and like he was like how can I say he gave me an opportunity that like I know it's like there is nothing like you know he just said what do you need to believe on your dream you know and my my brother just said man he needs like good doctors with him just teaching him how to take care of himself he needs to study English to go to US and be able to talk with everyone so like that guy from Oakley gave me all that uh support not just like he I, w- I used to be a kid he didn't give money but everything that i need to like go on on this dream he said you have like green card you know to do it and i remember that my brother since i got this sponsor he just said you just worry about skating and have fun do all you're doing for passion all the bullshit i take care for you you know don't worry about anything just go out and skate have fun you know, my brother, for a long time, he used to be, like, my manager. He's not a manager, but he just see yeah. that, like, Take the shirt and work for, yeah, took care of me for a long time. He's still taking care, you know. So, like, all these opportunities to me was, like, the opportunities that really opened the gate for this dream, you know. So, like, when I was maybe 15 years old, I was able to go to U.S., I'll pay for Oakley just to skate. My brother used to film and take photos and send to the sponsors, you know. We were doing all by ourselves, but we we had that support that was so much important to me. And since then, I I feel that like I'm a privilege yet. How how is the word? Privilege. Uh, privilege? Yeah, privilege for I have this opportunity, you know. And when I was a kid, I, I knew that was like something that wasn't everyone that had this opportunity. So like I hold it with my heart, my arms and my heart and say, man, I'm gonna enjoy and do my best with this opportunity. And my best is just like really live this skateboard life for passion because people, it's helping me to believe on this, you know. Where'd you go your first time to US? My first time, I remember that I, I, I went for a month so I spent like two weeks in California because I used to skate a lot of ramps and there was a good scene. I remember like I used to skate like pretty much every day at Claremont uh, skate park in the Verrame. Yep. But I came actually for a contest that was in Oregon. Trifecta was like my first contest ever in US. Yeah. Where I, I used to sign was it in the Pure Park, Lincoln City, and Tiger. 
How did you feel seeing those parks? Like when you went to Lincoln City, was that like the gnarliest park you've been to, or does Brazil have something comparable? No, that was like so different <laughs> from everything that I have ever saw it, you know. But I remember that was the dream because I had so much love for bird skating. But when I found like the lines in a bow, like the feeling of the blocks, the grinds, and try to just be creative doing our own line, not just skating like back and forth. Straight, you know? Yeah. That's where I found like myself. I said, I want to do this, you know? I want to skate bows. I want to skate conquer. I want to skate full coping. And so that's why I went to Trifecta for like my first step in the US. And Did I you- remember seeing all those guys. I remember that year there was Lance Mountain there. That was the first time that I met Kevin Kowalski, Benji Galloway, a lot of like legends for me. They were like inspiration and seeing all that scene happening, you know, people in the escape. There, was, there wasn't a contest with like structure that you get respin and all this bullshit. It's like go down and skate, you know, you're hit the sixth seed, skate, have fun, jump session. That's how I want to do it for the rest of my life. Yeah. Did you go with the crew? Did you go with Pedro and them or did you just go by yourself? No, I went with by myself. With your brother? Because, yeah, with my brother, because Otavio Neto, you know Otavio Neto? No. The guy with the dreadlocks that used to do the nollies all around. Oh, they transition. call him the Nolly Lama? Yeah, Nolly Lama, exactly. <laughs> He's like a, a godfather to me. Oh. He was like my, he was like my, he was like the best friend of my brother for the whole life. So right when I started skating, I was skating with him. And he was one of the first skaters in Brazil that used to go to US, to Australia, to Europe to compete in bow and park contests, you know, not just vert contests. So he was the one that opened my mind for this kind of like skating. And he was the reason I remember he couldn't go this year, the year that I went to Trifecta. He went like one year before with Bruno Passos, I think. And like when I saw him there, I saw the footage that he had from that. I said, oh, I want to know. I want to go there. And he just gave me all the directions. And I went to my, with my brother. Wow, man. Who did you meet first, Josh Borden or Omar Hassan? Nah, that's a good one. Two people that I have on my heart. I love them. Yeah, but I think maybe that was Omar. I remember I went with Pedro and V. We went to to Australia for a Vans trip. That was the Whopper tour, the trip that they used to do like vert vert demos in the middle of the rock and roll concerts, have mm-hmm. metal. And I, I wasn't. I even wasn't skated for Vans that time, you know. But I was, I had this connection with Pedro so strong that like the, the Vans guys just paid me everything to go and skate with them, you know. And I remember Omar was in this trip and I got so close to Omar. I remember one day I was with him at the Beach Old Hotel in Australia, Sydney. Ah. And we were playing pool and I couldn't talk that much English. And we were just talking like, here we go. Like every time I see Omar, like right now, we just, our first words is like, here we go. You know? <laughs> and right after that, I met Josh, all these guys. And like, 
I love them, you know, they are really big friends of myself. Even being like far, being living in the US, I live in Brazil, I see them a, a couple of times. They are people that every time we see, we have that like good vibes and like we yeah. feel that we never got like far, you uh -huh. know. What do you give most credit to for like learning English? Like just being around uh, Americans in the contest and skating or like, did you take it in school or how did you get your English? Yeah, I did the school when I was a kid, but like I didn't learn that much. You know, that kid in the school yeah. just looking the the clock to see what time is it to go <laughs> out and skate, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I think the thing that really taught me how to talk English is put yourself in the middle of like a bunch of like people talking and you you want to talk, you want to ask how to get something you need to risk yourself and try you know so uh -huh. pretty much was being on the road and talking be surrounded by people talking english but i think all my josh how they were like the first persons that i met in west and got like close they were good like teachers you know right <laughs> yeah uh Man, speaking of Omar, I just saw on Instagram, like, how does it feel to get hung, hung up on a beer and still make it? <laughs> he saw, he almost killed me. <laughs> we were doing like a video for the indie YouTube channel. Uh, and that was like just the end of the session. And Omar was just doing like, uh, he was with the mic. And we supposed to do the cheers. I do the front side and he do the cheers with the beer on my trucks. And yeah. he just say, hey, we are here in the skate park with the Brazilian RTMF and blah, 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 you know. And we were trying to do like a good clip. And once he just like locked the beer on my truck, I just felt my board when I was landing. My board was like <laughs> staying in the beer. But like we got lucky that everything worked good. But that was good times. I love being surrounded of Omar. He's a, a person with like so much passion and like no words to talk about him. He's like one of my biggest inspirations in skateboarding. I remember seeing like all contests like Combi Pool, the contest in Marseille, like all these contests. Omar was always the legend. For sure, he was the inspiration for myself to try my first frontside heel flip PNG, you know? I think that, He's like uh... the mentor. I think that guy makes uh, acai bowls look like it's a necessity in your life. You like he lives in Huntington, where all the acai bowls are. <laughs> this guy is running for skater of the year at 50 years old, man. He's like everywhere last year. I was like, dude, you're at more places than anyone. You're like so sick to see like him just going. And it's like, here we go. No, here, here he goes. And now another first impression from MC Moneybump, Mr. Omar Hassan. We're doing an episode talking Schmidt on Murillo Perez. And I've known Murillo ever since he's been a little kid. Um, one of the first trips we went on was uh, to Australia on the Warp Tour. And a funny story is I used to always be like, here we go, just saying like, here we go. And he didn't speak English very well at all. And, uh, he always thought here we go came from the Mario Brothers uh, video game so he always be like here we go because they start Mario Brothers with that and uh, that was one of his first introductions to English with me um, but 
he's always been one of the best skaters. He's one of my favorite skaters. And uh, since then, he has learned how to speak English great. He's progressed skating. He's like on a whole nother level when it comes to skateboarding. And he's a great guy. And listen to his stories because he's an awesome dude and he's probably got some cool stuff and more to come. So listen in. Here we go. Yeah, oh my man, he knows how to enjoy the life and live like a real skater, you know? Mm. He got out, like, his sponsors, his, like, professional career, but he never lost, like, his, his sense, you know, his roots of skating for having fun with their friends. And yeah. he taught so much about this to me, not, like, that he said to me, but just, like, seeing how he acts, seeing that he's always... In all kinds of places, skating with all kinds of people, even being like, I don't know how how much, how aged he is right now, but like, he's not like a 20 years old uh, young guy, you know? No. He's like a I think legend, 75. Not, not by age, but like by history. He's a legend, you know? Yeah. By history. Uh, what is RTMF and how did it start? RTMF is like, how can I say? It's like the name that they gave for like the crew in Floripa because the neighborhood is called Hill Tavares. So they just said like Hill Tavares motherfuckers, you know? That's how it started, the RTMF. And okay. I remember because when I started skate, there was no good bowls around Sao Paulo. And like the only place that had like a pool coping to skate, that was in Floripa. So like since I'm a kid, like, I used to go a lot to Floripa to be with V, Pedro. And every time I go there, I spend, like, a month, two months. I don't want to leave, you know, because it's such, like, a good island, good beach, good skating, good time. It's just living, life, chilling, you know. I live in Sao Paulo. This is, like, a concrete jungle. It's, like, traffic everywhere, information, people. You know, in Floripa, you go there, you spend, like, a month on the same street. And in this street, you have, you have everything you need. You have the beach, you have the skate park, you have the acai place. You know, we have V and Pedro's house. It's like in one street. Fuck. So it's like a paradise. RTMF is a paradise. So you got like, you got some good cement bowls down there and there's good surf too. Yeah, really good surf. The only problem is that like, it's so windy right there to surf. So if you want to surf, you need to wake up early. You know, is that like Before 6 a.m. to yeah, 9 a.m. is a good timing. Uh, and then when did you start the, how do you pronounce it? Pug or Poog? Pug. 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 Is the, you know, the dog Pug from oh, the yeah. MIB? Yeah. Yeah. Because my mom for like for 40 years, she used to have a kennel. Uh, kennel is the, the yeah the a, word. A, a dog yeah, kennel cat. yeah yeah and like that was the kennel was exactly in this place that I am right now and I remember I I I am the youngest one from my brothers I have more three brothers they are always they are like ten years old and more older mm. than me so I used to be like just a little kid and I used to go with my mom to work like she was working with the dogs taking care of everyone i was just like messing around you know like climbing the trees 
running with the dogs, having <laughs> fun. Yeah. And and when I when I start skate, I stop to come here. My brother start to study engineer. And right in that time that my brother decided to open the company, start building skate parks, my mom was taking care of a lot of bugs in that time. So that's like uh, the relation about the name and the the reason that this is the name, you know, because here is where everything started. My mom was the the person that more believed and helped us to believe in this dream and go through. So that's how everything started right here in the same place that I'm right now. So it's kind of part of the mentality like Brazil doesn't really have you kind of have to do it yourself if you want to. They don't have like in in U.S. We have a lot of companies taking care of skateboarding. So there's like it's a lot of competition. But in Brazil, maybe like if you want something, if you want to have a board sponsor, maybe you create your own there. Is that the mentality or what? Yeah, for sure. I remember the, the reason that we start doing it is like, fuck, we live in Sao Paulo, Brazil, such a big country. We have everything that it w- we need and like skate parks are shitty right here. Yeah. Let's do it by our own, you know, and my brother, my whole family is like engineer. So I have this, this engineer like blood, you know, and my brother just like put out together his love for skateboarding and his work to became one thing, you know, and like we just want to do skate park that we were feeling good on skating you know that's the reason that we start doing not because money or we want to leave from this no we want to skate. let's put our work our blood our souls on this and let's make it happen and that's uh-huh. how everything started and was oakley your first american sponsor or what's your first american sponsor yeah it was oakley it was and right right after that I remember that uh, the guys from Drop Dead, the the that company ah. that used to sponsor Pedro V, everyone. They just like put me on the team. Like since I was like twelve years old, and they were like really important people to myself, you know, because they helped me so much. Like, yeah, you skated for I them know, a long time. Yeah, I don't skate anymore, but like they family, they are people that I'm so close, even not skating for them anymore, you know? Right. Because who, we, we had so much history together. Who are you getting your boards from now? No one, by myself. <laughs> really? You guys make boards? No, I don't make. I just, when I can get with like a company or something, I get. If not, I buy. No I just pocket wanna, pistol or. No, nothing. Huh. We got to change that. <laughs> I don't know. For sure, it's something that I, I want, you know, but it's not something that I'm I'm trying to find, you know. The only thing that I'm trying to find is enjoy my life skating and having good times. And I know everything in my life just happened. I wasn't looking for. I wasn't looking for Oakley that time. I wasn't looking for a sponsor. Uh-huh. I was just like having fun skating and doing my best. And I know like that's the thing that I need to do it, you know, 
I'm not gonna lose my roots, and I'm I'm not gonna try to find something to force something to happen. Yeah, that's how I'm I like, got. Yeah, I have like, I have the money to buy the eggs. If I have to buy, I buy it. But I go in the store, I buy the one that I want to use. It, you know, I don't knock in someone's door just asking for free boards because I want boards. You know, if I do that to someone, it's because I use. I want to ride those boards that I'm. Sure. The guy is taking care, you know. Like I like this freedom. Like remember because, like like Oakley, when I got sponsored by Oakley, I used to be like head to toe, like hats, glasses, clothes, shoes. They start doing. I was like the first skater in the world that like skate with the Oakley shoes. Uh. They pretty much for like two years, I was the only one skating. They weren't weren't selling but i was already skating with them i was like the guy kind of like testing and like i used to skate till 2015 something like this for oakley shoes and i just said no i don't want anymore like i want something that i feel comfortable and something that i really want to be part you know i want to be a part of like a skateboard team i want to be on the road with some guys filming having fun like i just choose to not have the same like salary in oakley just be on myself but like that's what i want for my life i want freedom you know i want to feel good using everything that i'm using i'm not my, i'm never gonna use something because the money if it's because I want to use it, you know. Uh-huh. So I got these decisions of my life. That was the same thing on Drop Dead, you know. I just talked with the guys. I said, maybe I want to be by myself right now, try to find something new, just be able to have this freedom of choice, see, check other boards, you know, just have the feeling of other boards. Like, I like this freedom, you know. I like to to do things for my own, you know, I mean, like, I am the most important person in my life. So if I'm not happy, I'm not gonna be able to do my best and go out with skate with so much fun, you know? You get to a certain point where you don't want to sacrifice anything. Like, it's like, look, I want to skate this and I want to skate with these people. That's it. And like, if I'm on the road with a bunch of clowns, I don't care how much money you're paying me. I'm not going to be happy. So you got to be like, I got my crew. If I got to travel with them on my, on my own, that's what I'll do. If I can be a part of the sponsors that they're with, I just want to support these companies that I have passion for. I'm not just, I'm not part of this like circus where you can just put a label on me to be like, okay, I'm in like, right. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting to see it. I think the older we get and the more experience we have, the more, uh, you know, I was laughing because I feel like, uh, you were saying the best things come to you when you're not trying, like you're not looking for that. Right. And it's like, I, mm-hmm. I just got married my wife. I wasn't on Tinder looking for girls or like going <laughs> out, yeah. but she hit me. And then when we got married, it was like, and it's great, you know, and then I think it is something true that when you just relax and do you 
things will see that. And, but when you're trying too hard and, Oh, I need this. It's like people, it's the vibe. People feel that too. And they're like, Oh, this guy's a little too hungry or, or whatever. Yeah. Nothing that you force on your life will happen in like an organic way or like a healthy way, you know, yeah. that's for everything, for skateboarding, for like relationships, for like a company, mm. whatever you're doing, you know, you need to like have these roots, this essence, like strong in yourself. The reason that I'm skating is not to be a professional skateboarding lead from skateboard. It's just enjoy the passion to have the board on my feet. You know, that's the reason for the rest of my life. I'm so lucky that I have sponsors that like help me to go through this dream. But the reason that I'm doing is not to be paid. It's to skate, go out and skate, you know? Yeah. And I remember even talking about these things that happen when you are not expecting. I remember when I just got in vans. I was like, that was like in the middle of the COVID times. I was at the beach for like three months. I was with V in a, in a, in a hostel that our friend has with a bowl. We were there like three months, like locked in the, in the hostel. We skating every day. And I remember the team manager from Vans Brazil just hit me up. Hey, we got the opportunity. Let's make it happen. It will be a pleasure to have you with, with us, you know? So I said, wow, I can't believe it, you know? There is no contest. There is nothing going on right now. It's like one year that it started, that it started the COVID time. Everyone was just locked down. And like this opportunity came, like knocked at my door. That was one more like thing that I uh, forced that thing on my mind. Yeah, things comes when you like don't expect it, but you are on your way, you know, doing what is right for you. So that's how this opportunity came to me. I was there skating, having good times, doing things with passion, with love, not for money or nothing else. And like the opportunities came to myself, you know, I feel that is that like vibration connection, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm a person with so much heart. Everything I do, I talk. I do with, I talk with my heart. I don't talk with my brain, you know? So I feel everything on life is about like energy, connection, vibration, synchrony. So I believe this is the most strong thing on earth, you know, that we have to know the value and live for, you know? Yeah, Connections, dude. things that comes from the heart. For sure. What do you, what are your thoughts on a uh, contest? You, you, you do the contest circuit. Do you like it? Or is it more like, what are the good parts and what are the bad parts? I pretty much love contests. You know, I'm not the person that like, I skate for a contest, but like, I love contests because an opportunity first to see so much people from all, all around all together. So this is the something that I, I appreciate, you know, I always see like if I compete in a contest here in Brazil, I see all my homies for all, all the cities out together, skating, have time, having good time. If I go to US, I, I see so much people that I don't see at my home. So this connection is the most important thing about contests. And what I like in contests is it's like one opportunity to yourself, try to do your best. Wherever, wherever happens, just go out and try to do a run. Try to skate your best session in the gym session. Have fun. Try the best of you. Whatever happens, I don't care. 
I think everything in life happens by consequence. You need to focus on the reason. And the reason to myself being a contest is have good times, try my best, because that's how I live for, you know, I put 100% of myself in every session. So I would do it the same in every contest. Okay. True or false? You won a bull contest in Chile and never got paid the prize. True. True. <laughs> you know, that when I was, this happened when I was 18 years old. And I, I, when I, when I was 18 years old, I got twice uh, my ligament in my knee. I broke the ligament. So I had to do two surgeries. I spent like one year and six months out of skating. And I remember that contest is ch in Chile. I was skating after these two, two surgeries for like two weeks. That was like my first two weeks of skating. I came to the contest with no other reason just to be out there skating and like having fun. And everything just happened on a way. I, I won that contest. I couldn't believe on that. That was like my first professional contest that I won. I remember we went to the Shuraska area in the downtown. I paid for all my friends because this is the our culture, you know. Every time someone of our crew wins like a contest or something, we pay for everyone, like the dinner or whatever, you know. Sick, yeah. So I pay for everyone and I never received the prize money, you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh do you have a favorite or a memory that sticks out to you special of like hanging out or meeting with uh, Jake and P-Stone? Yes. They are. Let me show this to you. Oh, shit. When did you get that? Yeah, Tattoo yeah. of I Preston that, and Jake. Yeah. I think that was like two years ago with a friend of mine. Hell yeah. And like these are two persons that like they are so important in my life and not about their histories or like who they used to be, but like the passion, the love, the connection that I had back in the days when I was in the van with them traveling all around like South Brazil. I remember going like from Sydney to Gold Coast with Preston. We were filming this trip. Like I got so much, so many like opportunities to share good times with them. And like they were the most true persons on skateboarding that I met all my life. Like talking about skating, about like do your best, go out and skate, make history and have fun. Right. Most important thing, like have fun. And you know, Preston, I remember Preston. We were at Pedro Pedro's house. I was like maybe 16 years old. He was doing like a drink and the watermelon, throwing wine, throwing beers. Hey, Muriel. He always used to call me, hey, Muriel, drink it. <laughs> and I just took a drink. And I said, what the fuck? You know, I never had that before. That wasn't that good to me back in the day. But I just see he doing that, you know, just and he was like smiling, having fun doing. I said, man, that's. It's not the, the result that matters. It's your intention, you know? I learned this with them. I learned this with Preston, with Jake, and, like, forever. 
I have them on my skin, I have them on my heart, my soul, and I'm going to take them with me to the rest of my life, you know. What's the, what's the other yeah. tattoo you have? You have like a, a heavy metal or rock something, right? Like words I to have, a song, maybe? That's the my first tattoo. That's it. It's like we yeah. sold our souls for skateboard. And this that's is a tattoo, it. my first one that I did with Pedro V and Foguinho. We did is like a tattoo that talks about like our friendship, you know? This is something that like we love and share together skateboarding and rock and roll for so like rock and roll for me like it's all around my veins in my blood you know it's making me feel alive it's the kind of music that i listen i will listen to the rest of my life and like this was the first tattoo and it's so important to me about this friendship about the meaning and then i did this bad brains oh sick yeah it. Like Rock for Light? It's just the White House getting... Oh, banned yeah, in D.C. It's because it's kind of like upside up. Yeah. yeah banned in D.C., yeah. Sick. Yeah, I just decided like this arm, I will only do like reference about rock and roll, you know, tattoos. So is that your go-to for music is rock and roll? Like Black Sabbath, Bad yeah. Brains? Yeah, let me show you something. Okay. And this is like my... Oh, yes. ...studio that I... Yeah, like I love V is the one that that put me on this life, you know, because we always used to travel together. They always used to play, and I always used to watch and say, "Fuck, I want to learn something," you know. I want to be part of the band. I don't want to be here just listening. Yeah, and like I always have this dream of playing like guitars, instruments with chords. Uh -huh. But I was the one that just like said, no, I, I don't have the the ability. I'm not good with my fingers, you know. And V once he taught me two accords to do it on the acoustic guitar. And I was doing these two simple things. And he was with another acoustic guitar doing the solo. And I just, fuck, with two notes, I'm in the band. Let's do it. Let's learn more. Let's. And I always had so much fun learning. I love to study something that I'm I'm learning, you know, skateboarding, music. I like to study. I like to just go to Google, download an article that talks about the how the guitar works, you know. I like I always have this passion of studying. <clears throat> so since that day that he taught me two chords, I never stopped anymore. And playing instruments for me right now is like my therapy, my meditation. Is the time that I, I forget about everything on my life, and I'm just in that present moment, it's so having good. good time. You know. You play drums too. Drums was the first instrument that I played in my life when I was kid at school, uh -huh. but I never only school I played. I never went through, but. I just start playing again and I love it. I love oh. drums. It's good because it's, it's like you a workout. Fight. You're just like, ah, get yeah, it all out of you. Just, when you like, yeah, all the jump sessions that we do it, the first thing that I want to play is the drums because you just lose your body, your mind. Like, ah, it's like yeah. a skateboarding session, you know? Fuck yeah. Do you and guys, like, a, jump, a jump session with music is something that like, 
wow, I can't even describe, but everyone that plays know what, what is the feeling about the connection, about the bass, the guitar, the drums, the person that is singing is like it's like a connection. It's the same thing like from a skateboard session. It matters with who you're skating because your session depends on the connection with the people that you are surrounded and they are skating with you. That's why me, Pedro, V, Marlon, we always together. We always skating together because we have this connection. We know how everyone thinks and skates and we know how to push ourselves to like just go like faster and higher and have more fun and try to do like harder things, you know, because it's the connection. If right. if I haven't had these friends, for sure I wasn't going to be who am I right now, you know. I was yeah. going to be maybe one percent of the person that I <laughs> I am. Let's know? give it five percent. Yeah. <laughs> it's just talking that like they have so much importance like they are so much important to myself Definitely. to who i became you know yeah because they're the connection do you guys record any music we recorded once we we start doing more like uh altural songs but like the things that like we most like to play is like jam sessions where session. there is nothing uh that was really planted you know it's just the connection yeah. again <laughs> yeah no that's the shit i love that um you gotta talk about pedro's uh contest that he has it down in florianopolis this is like it was an annual event until the covid right uh-huh you're talking about the red bull skate generation yeah like in, in, in that's pedro's backyard right yeah yeah yeah, it's in. He doesn't live anymore at the house that he has there, but ah. it's still being like his house. But it's yeah, his backyard. And how close is that to the uh, beach? Five minutes. Five minutes. So it's like yeah. it's like paradise. It's kind of like Hawaii or something. Like it's beautiful. Yeah, it's tropical. like we call just like a little Hawaii in Brazil, you know, because it's an island, a small island. There is no much structure about like roads and streets everything is too simple uh-huh everything is closed and like everything you need is there like beach skating food places good times you know everything and Make everything is closed in like in 10 minutes right now there is so much like backyard skate parks like people that just build their own boats so i i can say that like in 10 blocks away, you can skate maybe like 10 different spots, you know? Oh, there's spots. oh, wow. Is Pedro like the mayor? Does he get free dinner everywhere he goes or what? Yeah, he's <laughs> like the mayor in Florida for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick, dude. It's good because like the guy that works at the SIE is friend of us. The guy that works in the... Everyone knows each other, you know, because it's a small island. Everyone have this like connection and everyone knows everything so so for the, like those small towns you know that like if someone knocked the door three blocks away you're gonna hear and you're gonna go out in the street to see who is you know okay so like when that. 
when he has the uh, when they have the event, is it like the community gets stoked and they all come together for it? For sure. For yeah. sure. Especially because like the roads, there is not much structure there. So it's only one like avenue, you know, and when it has the contest there, like everything gets crowded, you know, everyone yeah. knows about it's something that really changed the, the place during the contest, you know. And it's good because the people from the contest will be hanging out in all the area, in the restaurants, outside spots, at the beach. So it's something that when it's happening, you know that it's happening, you know, because you see people everywhere, just skaters everywhere. Yeah. Parties going on. What's the craziest thing that's happened down there? Craziest thing in Floripa? Oh yeah, or like at those events. I know one time some guys tried to like fight Jake because oh. he was so wasted. But yeah, I think. Can you hear me? Because I think my my headphones yeah. just got. Oh no, yeah, it's still going on. My battery from the headphone is low. But I remembered. I didn't see that, but I remember Jake was wasted and talking <laughs> shit, and like a local guy just kind of like said man if you don't take this guy out from here i'm just gonna punch him you know something like this but everything worked good you know <laughs> then i remember one of the craziest thing was uh a guy skater from brazil Angel. It's, it's like his nickname he was trying to jump from the bow to the road that is right right next to the bow like he's oh. like staring maybe like 20 stairs you know it's What's so much name? higher and you just landed it's like a 20 stairs oh it's like a big big stair to jump and you just <laughs> land on the road like short the 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 ground is sucked and the guy was trying to to jump to jump the this gap and i remember jake just on the side of the stair yeah do it <laughs> do it right now you know with his vast glasses on i said fuck man this is so crazy what is happening for sure that is not gonna be able to do it but he tried maybe like 10 times just eating shit eating shit what but this is a kid there everywhere angel rafael angel oh angel okay every contest that has he tries to jump from the biggest place you know Oh, okay. I remember we were in the Arpoador. It's a famous bow in, in Rio. And it's a big, it's like a, a, a bow, exactly like the format. And it's like maybe four meters. He just jumped from the platform to the flat. He did. He did that. That was crazy. I don't know how. I don't know how the legs work <laughs> to make it happen. <laughs> it's, it's like jaws, man. They just like gum. Crazy. Yeah, it's you no. Know, I remember I was just like when you on Instagram, just trying to pass some time and show up the video of Charles jumping the the Alibolali stairs. Yeah, I said, man, what was in his mind that day? You know, <laughs> that was so crazy. The slam that he took, and like, I said, no way. You know, you need to really believe that you're gonna happen, that you're gonna make it, and like be able to be alive after that you know <laughs> the person who tries something like this really believe that it's it possible you know yeah but for myself i don't think it is it's, that's why i'm i'm not gonna try something like that <laughs> yeah 
What's like one of the things that sticks out that you were there for the session and you saw like one of the gnarliest things someone do on a skateboard, like you're, you were there for. Mm, I remember once he was at Pedro's contest at his backyard. And I remember that session that Jeff Cross did that year. Ooh. He just like smashed the ball. He was doing like long 50-50 fake. He's invert like two seconds in the air. Yeah. He was doing everything. And like I saw girls with Katie a couple times, many times. And like, but like that day, I never saw him skating, you know? For sure, he used to skate like that before I started skating when I was just a kid. But sure. I didn't see by my eyes personally, you know? Yeah. And that day I saw and I said, wow, this is Jeff Grosso, you know? Yeah. That's why Jeff Grosso is Jeff Grosso. Uh-huh. So I never forgot, forgot that session, you know? Never. When we, yeah, Grosso, at, that reminds me of, there was one year, I forget which year it was, but at the combi, he was just on fire and he's flipping off everyone on 50-50s and he made the long board slide and it was just everything he wanted to do it was working that day and and he was he was so stressed all the time because he was the hometown guy and yeah so, oh you you're talking about combi yeah 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 i think if it wasn't in the same year that uh that i'm talking was like one year in a row that i saw him well, skate at pedro and saw him skate at combi like that way you know Right. Like this, these two times that I saw him skater was like undescribable, you know, like, wow, you just see it and enjoy it. Well, in my opinion, they should have closed the combi contest after Pedro did the fucking transfer, because when he did that, shit, yeah. the place went ballistic and everyone left there like that was the best shit ever. There's we, we can't top that. Like, let's let's check this one off the list you know like that was that was huge yeah i think just let me see because my head oh is your your uh headphones just just died you can, can you... hear me yeah i can hear you can yeah you hear me? Gotta, gotta, it's working again okay and you were talking about the the pedro transfer at combi that thing was crazy was who goes to combi said no that's not possible it's not just about like do the transfer but like how he did the transfer you know like he went all the way up and then like all the way down it's not just the that he did a little air just to pass through he really went like through you know and the it's energy and the timing like it was the end of the contest everyone is like i need to see this and like there's so much pressure so many people the the intensity is like crazy and that probably fueled him to be like, I I'm putting this fucker in. And his dad's there just like, yeah. And I remember yeah. Jake, Jake gave him a hug after like that one is me so memorable for me. Yeah. Pedro is like this. He's the kind of person that if there is pressure on him, he will do it better. Ah. He will feel the, the energy, you know? Yeah. yeah, he likes this. This is something that inspires him to really put all of himself in what he's doing. You know, that's why he's a really good, like, contest skater. Right. He's, he's skating in general. He's like, 
I love Pedro. He's like, he was the reason that I started skating because I used to see him. But like talking about contests, I don't know if there is someone better than him, you know, that really knows. He flies like three feet in the session. He goes in a contest, he flies nine feet because <laughs> he gets the pressure from the contest and he did like, it's like a, a fuel to him, yeah, you know? I fuel see it. I that see really it. help. The pressure help him, you know? If there is no pressure on him, he's not going to do the same. If there is pressure, you're going to see like he's going off. Uh-huh. So sick. What was the TV show you guys had? It was like you and V and Fugino, right? Yeah. We we still have. It's just because we, we film just like in the in a month in the year. It's just like a it's called Channel Off. It's a channel on TV right here. That it's all about like sports. So there is so many like things about surf, skating. And we filmed this. It, it's called like four times skate, you know, because it's me, Pedro V and Foguinho. And it's just like our lifestyle. We always choose like a place in the world to go. Like I remember the last one that we did, we went to New York. We spent like 10 days in a motorhome and we just like film and everything. And there was like freedom for us. Just go out and skate and talk yeah. about how is our day, what we do. So we went to the studio, we play. We skater. I remember we went to that Philadelphia skate park, the one FDR. under the bridge, how FDR, yeah. Yeah. And I remember and I knew that Aisha was from Philly. So I said, Wow, imagine we just here we were already there skating. Imagine we here and just Aisha show up. And like 15 minutes later, Aisha just show up by himself. You know, <laughs> it was so cold, it was was the inter the, the end of the winter, so it was cold. Okay. If I was in my hometown, I wasn't going to be skating that time. I remember I was skating like with two pants, three socks, <laughs> two jackets, you know. And I should just show up. That's how I saw fuck. This guy is a real skater, you know. Yeah. He comes to a place by himself just to skate in the morning. That's the spirit, you know. That's the spirit. I shot is one. I mean, he's the example. There's not many skaters that skate more, and it. I shot should be skater of the year every year almost. He's just like, no, he's super gnarly. Yeah, he's. It's like the he's skating at the Piston Invitation like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he's skating all the hits. He's skating. He was skating all the time. He every time he was skating, he was doing something gnarly and it's not about like the oh it's uh he's going fast or he's going like big airs but like the class the the touch on skate you know the feeling the style the personality it's super gnarly and for me on skateboarding the most important thing is not what you're doing it's how you're doing mm. i think this is the most important thing and that's why i appreciate so much in i should skate because it's not just about what he's doing. Check it out how he's doing. Yeah. He's just chilling, doing another hill flip in. Chilling with so much style, doing easy, light, you know. He can be with his bag skating and he would do it the same. And he does it. <laughs> he, he's the best. He doesn't stop either. He skates all fucking day. He's skating like so. Yeah. It's sick to watch. 
Uh, what's up with the pants? I heard you're making some pants. Yes, I, because like my mom used to, how is the word to seam hem? Like to cut and sew? Just let me see. My phone is die again and I hear you not okay. that loud, but you can hear me, right? Yeah, you're you're fine. So like it's my like mom used to do all my my clothes since I'm kid, you know, because my mom loves to do it. We are uh, we were in like four brothers. There was no much money to buy clothes to everyone, you know. I always used to go back home like dirty, you know, from just messing around, be on the grass or just getting dirty. I'm not gonna buy clothes to you. I've got to do clothes to use it. So since then she was doing clothes to me. And I remember when I started skater, like for me, like while I'm wearing, like the clothes that I'm wearing is so much important. I have to feel the vibe and use something that I really want to use it, you know? Fuck the yeah. shirt, the pants, the shoes. And I always used to, I always like it so much, like loose pants. And I remember I used to ride for Oakley. I didn't use a pen for Oakley my whole life because I couldn't. I didn't like the feet. It was too like tied to myself. And I like to have this freedom in my legs to do all the movements, you know? And I just said to my mom, hey, mom, let's do it like a pen to me. And I started like drawing with her, you know, and he was doing all the work to put out together. And like since that, I, I did the best pens that I ever, ever, I have ever used it. You know, I said, whoa, the best pen, like I just made my home. And like okay. for like maybe five years, I'm doing my own pants at my home with my mom. And like maybe two, three years ago, I said, and there is so much friends and person around me just say, hey, man, do a couple ones for me. I buy it. You know, I said, no, it's so much work to do pants. Like I don't want to have my mom all day just working on pants, you know? Yeah. But after that, I start thinking about why don't like start a company of pants, you know, and not just not not about like, oh, let's do a contest and earn money with that. No, I just just have a company to really share all this work with everyone, you know, to be able to have pants for the person that asked me for. And I start thinking about that. And like, I'm so lucky that like a cousin from my mom she's she no cousin yeah cousin i can say she for cousin yeah 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 so she's like a owner of a factory of pants in brazil oh, oh shit it does like more than like three thousand pants per day it's like a big factory you know and when i realized that i said wow i have the opportunity you know i can i can I have to enjoy this, you know. This is like a privilege, uh -huh. privilege to to have this. So I start thinking about more. I have so pretty much. I do the design of the paint. I draw it. Uh -huh. I buy with the the how can I say the the material. The material. I buy yeah. the material and then I send to the factory. And my cousin, the cousin of my mom, just does does it for myself, you know. Oh, so sick. 
that's how I saw that I was able to do pants because if I put my mom to do pants, that wasn't possible to be a, a company. Sure. So I start like believing on this dream and I got a couple friends that work with like clothes brands to, to work with me to be like my partners. So I have a really good friend that helps me to do all the, uh, how can I say, like they schedule of the brand, you know, how you're gonna create a new model, how you're gonna start your company, uh, your connection with the, the, the guy from the material, the connection with the, the factory. So this friend of mine is working for me. He's doing all this for me. And I'm still doing only the, the creation, be the creative person doing yeah. the pants. And then I just got like a friend, I mean, that, that he's a designer. He just did like a sick logo for the pants. So I'm working on, you know, I, I'm planning to, in the end of the year, really uh, put on the market, you know, do like a welcome, but like start the company for you. Because right now everything is in, it's on paper. It's not something that okay. I already have pants to sell it, you know, but I already have the name. I'm already with the lawyer paying the, the rights for the name, you know, doing all these company things that just when I start doing this that I realized there was so much work, you know, it's not too Ooh. simple to have a company. Oh, it's not so too I'm simple. doing step by step. It's not something that, oh, I need to do pants because I'm going to leave from this, this is going to be my money. I need, no, I'm doing because I have passion. This is the, my connection with my mom. You know, he always did this to myself and I want to share it, you know? Dude, and that's, that's cool. the, the reason why I put the name, the name of the brand is her. 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 Yeah. Nice. For my mom, you know? Dude, that's fucking The best nice. things on earth were made by her, like by my mom. <laughs> to myself, yeah, that's my truth, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that's that's amazing. Um, I just got a couple more. The most mm -hmm. scared you ever been? You scared? Yeah. I remember I was in Oregon again for I don't remember if it was for the trifecta this year, but I remember it was in the morning. We me and my brother, we just got to the Tiger Skate Park and I tried to do a long grind transfer like hip to hip and i remember i felt all the way to the the ground and like i heated my elbow inside my ribs and i never felt so much pain and then i spent the whole day just talking about the pain the pain and at the night we went to a hospital and like i did a couple exams and the guy just said no he's okay just a little hurt on stomach it's all right and my brother just said no I know my brother. I know if he's screaming that much. Can you do like a more specific exam to see if there is really nothing going on? So I did a, another, I think it was MRI. Uh-huh. And then they saw that like my, I forgot the, the name of the, the organ. Your but ribs. It was, no, not the ribs. It was the... I forgot the name, but like, uh, it was like internal bleeding, you know? Oh, shit. And I scale one to five, it was for the gravity, the 
the risk. Five, I have to take the the organ out, you know. So wow. I I went already like straight to the surgery room. Like I did this process to stop the bleeding. I spent like a week in UTI in in Oregon. Everything helped good, but like I remember if I didn't go to the hospital or my brother asked for a more specific exam, in the next day morning I was going to wake up death, you know? Was that because a there was so spleen? much blood going on? Was spleen. it a, How do, spleen? Yeah, it was the spleen. Yeah, you spleen, ruptured exactly. your spleen. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I broke a rib one time and that was probably the most pain I ever been in. Like you can't even laugh. Everything hurts. Like if you laugh, you're in so much you think you're gonna die. If you sneeze, forget if it. If you cough, if <laughs> yeah. you cough, you'll die, right? Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I hate being hurt. That's why I'm a person that I love to like do exercise, taking care of myself. Because I know I'm a person that I want to put all of myself on skateboarding. So I need to prepare myself to be ready to be 100% and know that I'm capable and I'm I'm ready to do it. You know, my body, it's ready with me, not just my mind. So I do so much exercise in my routine because I feel this is important. I want to be a skateboarder for life. I don't want to get hurt. And yeah. I want still being able to skate 100%, not just skating because I want, but skating because I'm feeling good skating, you right. know? So I do a lot of exercise in my routine too be prepared what's your go-to for you got the fucking washboard abs man like what you are you doing <laughs> sit-ups and crunches like what what's going on planking like what are we doing no i just like how i said about oakley they used to pay me like a guy to help me do train science like a trainer? i was like 15 yeah not it wasn't like a trainer to myself i just going to this guy was like a physical trainer and I used to have the opportunity to go out there and train, you know. So since I'm a kid, I had this contact with this kind of training. And size then, size actually when I got my ligament from the knee broken twice, after that I never stopped training anymore, you know, because I knew I need to, I had to be strong to be a skater and like, if I want this longevity, you know, I want to go to the rest of my life to be like seven years old skating. I yeah. need to prepare myself for that. You know, I, I love to drink beers. I love to have good times. I believe that life is about balance. It's not that I'm someone that I do exercise. So I'm only going to do this to my life. No, sometimes I take like months in my year. I just chill. I drink beers like, all the time but i think the balance is the more important thing it's finding your balance how much you're gonna drink beers and have good time is and how much you're gonna work out you know try to find the balance and see how it's going to is working is not should i drink more beers i'm working out too much or should i work now more i'm drinking too much beers i don't know yeah. everyone needs to find your own balance and i think it has to be balanced it cannot be one side or another, right? Know? Because if not, you're not going to be happy in the okay. end of the day, you know? So try to find this balance. It's the same on skateboarding. Skateboarding is about balance. It's the balance of your body on top of the board. So balance is everything in life for myself. 
Okay, let's help let's help a friend balance, okay? We're gonna go uh-huh. to we're gonna go to Huntington Beach right now and we're gonna talk with Omar Hassan. Does he need to <laughs> does he need to drink more or to work out more to get the balance? <laughs> I think you need to work more a little bit. Work out a little bit. MC Money Bump. Yeah. You see, that's funny. That's so much funny. But this is a choose for everyone. Like, I never was the person, for sure, for my friends, the person like V, Pedro, I'm always talking, guys, you need to take care of you. It's not that they don't take care of themselves. They do it, but I always like trying to uh, encourage encourage them to just like believe more, do it more, because in the end of the day, in 10, 20 years, you're going to see how good that choice, that choice was good to you, you know? Mm. So, man, believe nothing is going to come in the next day, but you're going to receive the bill in a couple of years, you know? Mm. And the okay. most that you invest, you have more like healthy on your way. No, for sure. You got to like stretch and keep your body as good as you can, because in years it's going to be harder to like battle these things that like when you're young, you can be hung over. You can like break your leg and heal faster. The older you get, those things are tougher to like bounce back from. Yes, for sure. I like I'm young. I'm like I have like 26 years old. Oh, but I really feel the difference about being 26 years old and when I was like 12, 13, oh, 15 yeah. years old, you know? 100%. If I skated so much a day and don't stretch or do something or eat good and have a good night of sleep, in the next day I'm fucked up. And I don't want to do I don't want that for my life. I don't want to wake up fucked up. And there is nothing like wake up like in the morning after a good night of sleep that you had a good dinner. And you wake up like a hundred percent, just say, yeah, let's do something. Let's enjoy the day. Let's go escape. Let's go have good times. You know, that's the feeling that encourages myself. And hundred percent. How can I say inspires me to keep doing, you know, is that wake up feeling, feeling good. And like, with like disposition to do wherever you want. Well, what are you dreaming of? Is there a trick that you need to learn? Is there like a a trip you want to take? Like what is in your dreams that you want to like, do you have a goal, like something that like you think about a lot that you haven't gotten yet? One dream that I, I have on my mind right now is to, to do my video part. I'm just talking with fans in Brazil so we can start filming. Mm. because I only have like once one video part back in the day that like we did for drop dead and I filmed pretty much in like a month that wasn't that much you know but I like it so much but I want to do a video part because I'm the kind of person that like most of the things that I I do it I'm not planning it's not something oh I plan to do this things just happen you know I feel the vibe in the session and that just happened, you know. If I try to plan something, doesn't work. Work it out really good to myself, right? So for this, I need just to be have freedom to go out and skate, be with someone filming that like it's close to me. I have this connection, and do so many trips all around the world just for filming, not for nothing else. You know, skating and filming, right? In good times. 
you know that that's a dream that i i want to do it and another dream that i have is just keep doing skate parks here in my home you know in my place just finish the ver ramp because wow. we don't have good ramp, ver ramps in sao paulo and like it's not that i want to be a vert skater but i love to skating vert and there is so many friends of myself that are vert skaters that they don't have ramps to skate so i want to make this workout for them too you know yeah. to then have like a good vert ramp to skate i want to do like a skate park all around this place i want to do like a place with so much rooms to have all my friends all the time you know you guys when come from us have a place to stay i want to do my studio for music so i want to make my place just be my dream spot you know it's Everything like a compound huh yeah exactly this is one and it's something that i know that like for the rest of my life i want to be here you know oh. so that's for sure that i want to work out i want to make it happen this place Okay, well, I have never gone to Brazil, so what's going to be if I have my dream trip, what what do I do? Where do I go? How do I get there? What do I where do I start? Where do I go and then where do I end with? Okay, that's a good question and you need to do it. I'm going <laughs> to give you the okay. the schedule. I hope you to follow each meeting. Okay. And, no, and but... I need I need one special place somewhere in Brazil on this trip where I'm going to get like the meal like you got to go to this restaurant or this place and try this dish. Okay, okay. So like first step I think is the easiest one is Sao Paulo because that's where you arrived. So okay. Sao Paulo and when you get in Sao Paulo you're going to be a little shocked because it's like concrete everywhere when you landed when we will be landing the airplane you just going to see houses and buildings like all around you're not going to see nothing else just this you know so it's like a such a big city but like to go out skating feel there is so much good spots there is so much good skaters so this is one really good thing to enjoy in sao paulo ah. and if you are in sao paulo and you drive two hours you get to beautiful beaches too beautiful ones good waves like good times you know it's not crowded as sao paulo is there is beach with buildings there is beach that you only see like trees and and mountains all around so sao paulo is maybe the first step then you can choose if you go up to rio because rio is so nice too to go out and skate uh -huh. and rio is kind of like the city with the beach so there is beautiful beaches and the city is just other side of the street you know It's oh. kind of like out together. The lifestyle real is it's nice. Okay. So and it's really good to go out and skate too. So these two seats is the the first steps. Then if you want to go to south for Marlon Lee's Porto Alegre, it's so nice too to go out and skate. It's a little bit souther than Florianópolis. You go out there, you skate like for a week. There is so much good skate parks too. There is one like kind of snake run that I think was like the first skate park, first skate park in Brazil. Oh, It's called okay. Bol do Marinha. I seen that one. Are these yeah. places? Am I flying the whole time, or am I driving once I get to uh, Sao Paulo? Okay, if you arrive in Sao Paulo, 
and want to go to Rio, you're gonna drive five hours. Okay. It's mellow. It's on the in in this way. There is many good spots to to enjoy it too. You can go if if you choose. It's That's a how I way, like to do it. Go, see the country. You can go for the coast. Is uh you're gonna take like maybe seven eight hours from the coast, but you can do it for the coast and it's beautiful too. Ah. So this is the the way to to Rio. And if you want to go to uh, São Paulo to Porto Alegre, then it's better go flying because driving is like 17 hours. Okay. Yeah. And it's kind of like Florianópolis is in the middle of the way to Porto Alegre and São Paulo. So if you want to drive to São Paulo to Florianópolis, you're going to take like eight hours drive. It's okay to do it and it's nice because the city in the middle is like Curitiba. It's a nice city to skate. And many good skaters came from Curitiba, like Carlos de Andrade. Uh, let me see who else. Felipe Ortiz. There is so many guys. Yuri Facchini. There is many uh, guys that came. Marcelo Kozaki. Uh, like, it's a really important city about the skateboarding scene in Brazil. It's in okay. the middle of the way, Sao Paulo to Floripa. And so can it's you a take, nice way to drive. Can you take your car to Florianopolis? Is there ferries or no? Yeah, yeah. There is bridge. Easy. Oh, it's a, there's a bridge to you it? cross a bridge that is like... Yeah, it's really close to the continent. It's, not, oh, okay. it's like one kilometer away. Not okay. even this, you know. It's close. All right. And then... So it's easy. And then last step, last stop, Florianopolis. Because there you're going to have good times skating. And you can chill because the trip will be long. You want to just rest at the beach, uh -huh. drink caipirinhas at the beach. <laughs> so many good uh, spots to eat. You know, the good thing about Brazil, the culture about food is so good wherever you go. You're going to find good spots to eat wherever you go. Okay. You know? And they speak mostly. For sure, there is some places that there is some specific foods. Never place that you go, but it's Nothing too different, you know. It's rice, beans, a good meat, salad, a lot right. of vegetables. Okay. And they speak Pretty mostly simple. Portuguese or Spanish or what? No, everyone just talk Portuguese. Portuguese. No Spanish. We are like the only country in South America that talks Portuguese. Okay. And our Portuguese is different from is different from the Portuguese in Portugal. Well, my grandpa's a hundred percent Portuguese. He's from Portugal. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the Portuguese from Portugal is a a different, little huh? difference. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Damn. All right. Well, uh, and then who's my <laughs> who's my crew? If I come down there with four guys, who are the four guys I need to bring? Oh, if you don't call me when you come, I will be sad. <laughs> <laughs> I give you all this cat. I'm kidding. But for sure, hit me up. Hit Pedro V, Marlon, Johnny. We are all the same crew. No, like, but I mean, who, who do I bring with me from United States? Ah, with, who should okay, the trip okay. be? Okay, that's a good question. I was going to say Omar for sure. Okay. Bring Josh Borden too. Uh -huh. Let's see. Good people. It's because like Omar and Josh, they are already local in Brazil. They came so many times. So it's going to be good to you have people that already came to here you know yep you should just call raven raven is always raven stay at my place like 
one time, you know, we had so much good times. We went to Floripa, then we drove to Sao Paulo. He loves Brazil. He wants to come back, so he'd heat up. Okay. And fuck, bring Grant Taylor. Grant, I want to have him another time to go out and skate. He came yeah. once, and that was so nice. I remember we were in Sao Paulo because they came for a Vulcan trip, uh-huh. and I was with them. I don't write for Vulcan, but, like, I know all the guys that work for Vulcan. Pedro used to ride and V. Yeah. Pedro and V used to ride for Vulcan that time. So I was with them just in the tour skating. And that was my birthday one day in the tour. And I, everyone just came to my house. We did a barbecue. We, <laughs> we got wasted drinking cachaça. That was so nice. And I want to have Grant again here in Brazil. So bring him. Okay. So that's the crew, eh? But you can bring more than four. Bring everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Thank you so much. Uh, we always end this with a song. Which song do you want to play to put on at the end? Mm, good question. I'm going to choose like uh, for sure. One that I'm trying to learn on guitar right now. War Pigs. War Pigs. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I like this. Let's um, do it. Dude, Marillo, thank you so much for taking the time and I appreciate it. And I fucking always a pleasure to spend time with you and see you and talk to you, man. Like your energy is always like infectious. Like I really like when mm-hmm. I see you guys, most of the time I just see you at contests. Um, but it's always a pleasure. Like the energy I can feel like, okay. Like, it's like you said with Omar, here we go. Because like, it's, here we go. You just know it's like, this is what we're here for. Like, what are we doing? This. This. <laughs> Hell yeah. I am the one that wants to be thankful for this moment. This talking. I love you. I love every time that we together, good talking, good energy. The same thing that is said to me, I say to you, like, it's something that like that there is connection. We share good times, you know, good talking. So that's a privilege to me. So thank you so much for this invite. It's I, yeah. I feel so happy to be here having this talk, you know. And whatever we, you need, I'm here. Same. And I want you in Brazil. Bring the crew. Let's Let, do it. Okay, we're gonna start working on this one. There we go. Hey, <laughs> Big love, and I hope to see you soon in the real world. Okay, I hope to see you soon. I I think in July we're coming back. Gathered in their masses 
Just like witches at black masses Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction In the fields of bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds Oh, larger! world stops turning ashes where the body's burning no more war pigs of the power and as God has struck the hour day of judgment God is calling underneath the 
pigs crawling Begging mercies for the sins Satan laughing spreads his wings Oh, Lord, yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at talkingschmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. Shout out. Love it! This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper. Keep the wheels greased.